and they genuinely feel like they're trying really hard. They keep going back, you know, because persistence is something that we all tend to value in ourselves. But persistence is is misplaced if you're persisting by just repeating the same thing that you've always said in the same way that you've always said it, right? That's not useful persistence. That's just hammering something, you know, over someone's head over and over. It's not going to change their minds. But somehow we think if we say it again, if we say it louder, if we say it with more urgency or with more emotion or maybe even a little bit more force, that somehow we will get the other person to see it our way. And it never works. Welcome to Your Brain on Trauma where we share science-based tools to heal from childhood traumas so you can let go of patterns that might be holding you back, have better relationships, and pass on a legacy that you're proud of. I'm your host, Dr. Kavita Sun. I'm a Harvard-trained psychiatrist, a trauma recovery coach, and a survivor myself. I'm super honored to have you here. I've got so much to share with you. Let's dive in. Hello, my friends. Happy Thursday. So good to be with you today. We have had a busy week. (laughs) The weeks are always busy, aren't they? Something or the other comes up. And we have had more (laughs) playdates than (laughs) I would care to have, honestly. Lots and lots of playdates. And the tedium of playdates is only only placated by the absolute joy on my daughter's face when she's running around the house with these other little people and uh, pretending that the floor is lava and then they make up rules about what things uh, can withstand being in lava so certain shoes are allowed and certain shoes are not and then certain pillows are forts or islands of safety inside this lava and all of this so it's kind of fun to watch her imagination take off uh every day she has more detail in her uh make-believe world (laughs) it's really cool Also, by the way, I am in the middle of reading this book that I want to share with you guys. Uh, If you are at all into fiction, um, I'm reading this book called This Is How It Always Is. And I'm about, I'd say, one third of the way in. And it is so moving that I am obsessed with it. I'm thinking about it. I am feeling for those characters as if they are people that I know and love. It's really fascinating when a book can do that to you. I love just the watching of good writing. It's just like weaving magic. Anyway, if you're inclined to check it out, do so. It's really cool. So anyway, today I wanted to share with you guys what I call the three conversations inside any conversation. (laughs) Quite a mouthful, right? Tongue twister there. So... Whenever we are in any sort of conversation, right, even the most mundane conversation you might be having with, you know, a store clerk or a cashier or somebody at the gas station 
or it could be a um, little bit more involved, like with your patient or your client or your employee, your boss. Or it could be very involved and emotionally charged, like if you are discussing with your spouse how you both see money differently or how you both have different parenting styles, right? It could be any level of emotional intensity. Any conversation really has three conversations inside of it. And I want to unpack that for you a little bit today so you can start observing that because once you notice that and you can see it, when you are not just in a conversation, you might even be just overhearing a conversation that two other people are having and you'd be able to tell that there's three conversations actually happening. It's really powerful to be aware of that because then you can choose which conversation to actually be in, right? So the three conversations are, let's say person A and person B are talking about um, whether you know, overtime is necessary for a particular project at work to get completed. One person thinks that, you know, they need to come in on the weekend and do overtime. The other person resists and doesn't think that that's fair. All right. So in this conversation, there is a perspective of person A and their whole world, right, including their past experiences, their identity and values and belief systems, their feelings that's being evoked in the moment around this issue. All of this, and I say feelings, meaning we never have just one feeling. We usually have a bundle of what feels like a knot of confusing mixed emotions, right? So all of this is happening inside person A. That is conversation one, okay? The next conversation is the same, all of this happening inside person B, right? So the person B's um, values and identity and um, sense of what's right based on their own past experiences in their childhood and what was passed on to them and what feelings are being evoked by the other person and by this conversation, by this uh, issue in this time in their lives. The whole knot of feelings that come up. All of that is conversation B, the second conversation. Now, these two are happening simultaneously while these two people are discussing whether to come in for overtime or not, except a lot of it is happening in the background, right? Each person is almost completely unaware that the other person even has a world inside of them. We tend to simplify other people into um, intentions, which we usually decide are bad intentions, right? We usually decide that the other person is doing something just to be bossy or controlling or mean-spirited or uh, close-minded or any number of negative intentions that we ascribe to other people, okay? So we just simplify it into a negative intention. And, but for us, we can sense that we have so many grays within us, including past experiences, emotions and feelings that are being brought up, um, body reactions that are being brought up, and 
um, identity and values that are being impinged on, all these things we're aware of inside ourselves. And even that we're not super clearly aware of. We just have a vague sense of them. But we don't even have a vague sense of that in someone else. We just ascribe one or two negative intentions to someone else. So in any conversation, there are these two conversations. So what is the third conversation? The third conversation is the conversation that is in between these two people that maybe a third person who cares about both people, who sees both people as valid, worthy, good human beings, who sometimes maybe even make mistakes, but who are worthy nonetheless, what would that third person say that would take into account both people's mixed emotions, mixed intentions, and past experiences and longings and fears about this issue? That is the third conversation, okay? Now, here's the thing. In our, uh, one of the most important things that we teach our clients in our programs is how to access this third conversation as it's happening when you are talking to someone else, whether it's a small issue, but more importantly, whether when it's a really touchy, emotionally charged issue. Because when we don't know how to be in that third space, we end up repeating the same sentences, the same facial expressions, the same blame that we always do. And then the other person also does the same, same, same dance, which is why people come to us with issues that they've been arguing about with their loved ones, sometimes for years, sometimes for decades, right? And they genuinely feel like they're trying really hard. They keep going back, you know, because persistence is something that we all tend to value in ourselves. But persistence is, is misplaced if you're persisting by just repeating the same thing that you've always said in the same way that you've always said it, right? That's not useful persistence. That's just hammering something you know, over someone's head over and over. It's not going to change their minds, but somehow we think if we say it again, if we say it louder, if we say it with more urgency or with more emotion or maybe even a little bit more force, that somehow we will get the other person to see it our way. And it never works. So persistence is important, but persistence has to come with you Coming back to the conversation, trying to now enter the third conversation, the third space. That's how your persistence will actually pay off. And this is something I'm so passionate about teaching our clients. Because once you know how to get across to someone else that you are um, interested in their inner world, that you want them to feel safe, that you want to feel safe too, that you want to share your inner world too, and you know how to do that even when the other person is pushing back or blaming or rolling their eyes or whatever it is. When you know how to do that, you have a superpower, my friends. 
you literally can be dropped in the middle of any country in the world and you don't even need to know how to speak their language. You will know how to get the point across in a way that encourages collaboration. This is a superpower because anything worth doing involves other people in this life, right? Sure, you can completely live alone and stay indoors and do something that only requires an internet connection for work. But that's a very sad, lonely life. We are not built for such a disconnected, isolated life. Human beings, in general, we are pack animals. We are social creatures. Our brains, our emotional systems, our nervous systems, our physical bodies all tend to do better when we have flourishing relationships. But in order to have flourishing relationships, we need to know how to talk about stuff that matters in a way that doesn't just keep repeating the same toxic dance, but gets out of that and starts inviting um, tenderness and collaboration between two human beings. When you know how to do that, you can literally have the world in your palm. Because very few people know how to do that. Very few people take the time to learn how to do that. Very few people even know that there is a way to do that. So because of that, when you know how to do it, you are rare and it's, it's a precious, precious thing because there's nothing more that any of us want, including you and me, than to genuinely be cared for and understood by another human being, right? We pay hundreds of dollars to go and sit in someone's office and just be listened to. Imagine if you had that kind of relationship with every one of your loved ones, no matter how different your values are, no matter how different you approach discussions. Imagine whatever it was and however different and difficult historically that issue has been between you and another person, you now have the capacity to approach that in a way that invites collaboration and actually improves the relationship at the end of that discussion. That is a superpower. I tell you, when I learned and mastered really how to do this, my life just, it felt like I'd been pushing a square peg into a round hole up until then. And then suddenly, everything just fell into place. Everything just felt easy. Everything just had flow. You know? So, going forward from today, every conversation that you overhear, maybe you watch on TV, maybe you have, whatever uh, intensity of emotional balance it has, listen in for the three conversations and ask questions with curiosity so that you can fill in your own template of these three conversations in your mind. Because as you fill in those details, to fill in those details, you'll have to ask genuine curiosity-based questions. And as you do that, the other person feels more understood. You actually understand the person more. And you get to share 
more of your inner world that is not just about who's right and who's wrong and who's to blame and who's, you know, being a pain in the ass and trying somehow to persuade, right? So there is a world happening inside of you based on your past experiences, your um, values, your identity, and your whole knot of feelings around this issue. Same thing for the other person. And then there's a third conversation that a, someone who cares about both of you and thinks well of both of you and gets that both of you have grace within you, and that is okay, that person will have a way of framing this issue that is the most helpful. So think about that going forward. And if you found this helpful, please give us a review. That helps the most with Apple being able to share this podcast with other people who might help find it helpful. Thank you, my friends. I love you. I'm with you. Please know that you're not alone in the world. If somebody had said this to me 20 years ago, gosh, and really meant it. I truly mean this. You are not alone in the world. If there's anything that you think I can help you through, given my um, skills in the world, please text me. 860-656-8672 is my direct number. Text me. Ask me questions. Let me know how I can help. I'm here to help. You're not alone. All right? Big hugs. Take care. Bye. Hi, my friend. If you found this episode helpful, come join us in our free Facebook group called Your Brain on Trauma. The link is in the show notes. And there is a whole community there of women just like you who are on this sacred healing journey. We cannot heal in isolation. We need community. And that's what we have in our free Facebook group. I'll see you there.